Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. Came in last night at half past ten That baby of mine wouldn't let me in So move it on over Move it on over Move it on over Move it on over Move over, little dog, cause the big dog's moving in Change the lock on our front door and my door key don't fit no more So get it on over Move it on over Scoot it on over Move it on over Move over skinny dog Cause the fat dog's moving in This dog house here is mighty small But it's better than no house at all So ease it on over Move it on over Drag it on over Move it on over Move over old dog Cause a new dog's moving in Welcome to episode 156 of the After Lodge Podcast, where we've taken the trip all the way back home, hanging out with family, friends, associates, Nick. (laughs) What's up, Nick? Yo, how's it going? Good, good. It's good to have you uh, back on the show. You're going to like try to play up this sense of, of, of exclusion like the chaplain, maybe. So I, I was going to head that off before we started and explain that uh, we've invited you to the show several times and you've been too busy with your with your life and your lodge and all your other stuff. Which we're okay with, but ever since Tony's been doing the, the, the super whining and, and gnashing of the teeth since he got voted out of his chair, we have to kind of preempt that and, you know... Anytime somebody might feel slighted, we just want to make sure we get ahead of that. Well, time out. I was invited once, and it was like five minutes before you guys started, and I said, sorry, I'm not home. <laughs> That's accurate. I believe I was swimming at the gym. Hmm. Yeah, you got to learn to get with our uh, with our terrible schedule. Tony, why is your microphone muted? He's trying to explain it by talking to us. He's <laughs> talking. Oh, love it. Un- Unmute it. You have the permissions. Yeah, I'm trying. It's not plugged in. He just held in the other end of the plug. Plug. That's that's your earbuds. Oh, it's got his mic on it too. Plug it in. Yes. No, it's not better. <laughs> oh my god. Press the microphone button on the phone. There, up. 
Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So I thank, I thank God Nick was here. As I was saying, uh, we have GPAC, the complainer of being left out. Uh, mm-hmm. So he was also invited. Uh, and Jeff was with us, and then he had to go tackle somebody at work because, you know, he's at work. And last but not least, we have a uh, worshipful producer, Bruce. Gentlemen, I'm so glad to be back amongst the friendly faces of whom I know. Yeah. Funny, because you don't you don't have a face. No, slightly better. I have no idea what you look like. Yeah, we've been doing this this live YouTube broadcast for how long now, and nobody's ever seen the face of our worshipful master. You know what would Where's be the- awesome, Nick, is if if our lodge, which I'm the current sitting master of, had a website, and then my face could be on there as the master, and then you could see what I look like. Well, maybe if you let the guy take pictures in the middle of Lodge, you would have a picture <laughs> for the website. <laughs> right, so so that happened at our last meeting. Uh, we had a guy bust out. We're not talking like a cell phone camera with like selfies. We're talking... This is like a $1,000 camera, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let, 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 out, before, you get to, before you get to... It was not me. Make sure everybody knows it was not me doing it was that. Not all right. Okay. Tony, Tony would have literally selfies. any other manner of things in Lodge to be playing with, but not pictures. Well, he takes a lot of selfies. That's the one thing you wouldn't do. Oh, yeah? yeah. Must have missed those. But, no, this was hilarious because the camera clicked and, like, every eye in the Lodge just snapped. Stay <laughs> <laughs> in place. And he, he couldn't understand why that wasn't okay. So he kept doing it. Mm-hmm. And if I recall, at the time, we were in the middle of a proficiency, so I didn't know whether to just, like, yell at him across the lodge to quit. Nope. He wouldn't look at me so I could give him, like, the eye daggers. No, you did well. We uh, we had a chat with him after lodge and saw that the photos were destroyed. and The camera was destroyed. His right hand was broken. So, <laughs> I, I think the was... In the era of worshipful Bruce, that is how we handle things. Well, I mean, th- that fellow in particular, that's how he... Gets the message. Is that, is that the yeah. right way to say that? Yeah. I mean, you won't have anybody doing that again. Exactly. Yeah. As for the website, um, everybody congratulate Jeff on uh, being elected to membership in the After Lodge Lodge. Is Jeff back? Uh, Jeff is yeah, back. Congratulations, back. Jeff. So, Congratulations. Um, now that he's here, um, it would be good to explain that uh, if some people paid their dues... Uh, we might be able to afford better web mastery. Ah. So, what if, what like, if, are you asking for me to be an enforcer? I mean, uh, well, I mean, before you could do that, I was trying to get you to pay me the money <laughs> you owed me for several days now. <laughs> Damn, I haven't seen you yet. <laughs> I got Gosh. back in town at midnight that night, dude. Just it's tell been business. four days. That's a rookie, Jeff, 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 rookie mistake, rookie mistake. <laughs> the very first of the year, what you do is you, about a week or two leading up to that, you be extra nice to Harlan. Mm-hmm. Then you go in there and you pay your dues by cash. Mm-hmm. And then you make up a ruse that you want to buy this Masonic pen. And Harlan, can I borrow some money from you? And you borrow like 40 or $50 oh, of it straight back. Son of a bitch. <laughs> And that and that way you, you can get by every year and only it's a refund system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Harlan, he actually did something very similar. 
<laughs> he did something very similar to me Saturday night. You want you, you want to tell this story, Tony, or you want me to? You can tell it. It's your story. Okay, so uh, it's after lodge. Tony's getting ready to pay his dues. He goes, "Hey, Bruce, I'm uh, I'm, I'm ten dollars short. I, I want to buy one of the pins. One of our, um, you know, uh, purple people eaters is there selling the uh, selling his pen for the year." And they're, I don't know what, like 15 bucks or something. So Tony's like, I want to buy a pen and I need to pay my dues, but I'm $10 short of being able to do both. I'm like, all right, all right, here's $10. So I give him the $10 and he turns and buys one of the pens. And then he pulls out the cash he has left to pay his dues, counts it up directly in front of me and Harlan, and he's exactly $10 short. Nice. <laughs> That, it was really an honest mistake. And I didn't mean supposedly, to it. it was a coincidence that it was exactly ten dollars again. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then hey. I had to spot the difference so that I could give a deposit to the treasurer that night. And now the cash has been paid, so I think he might get away so with it. I actually have a dues card now. So <sighs> the grand the Grand Lodge itself doesn't charge for a Grand Lodge pin. It's a special. Every year, the Grandmaster has a special fundraiser, whatever he wants to call it, and so those are the pins that they sell. Yep. This guy. And then you've got our veterans' pins. And then you have somebody showing up every night with three different pins. We've got mm-hmm. a... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's... that's <clears> yeah, three this year. And a, and a briefcase full of assorted attire. Let's not forget the time that we Hats were setting up the and we all broke for dinner and went over to the local sub place. Oh, God. Yeah. And then Tony's making the big stink about he, he doesn't have his money on him, his wallet or something. And then so I buy his dinner. And then as we're leaving, he's standing at the counter and like, hey, you guys want to get some ice cream? And whips out a wallet, pulls cash out to buy ice cream. I, I, for, I forgot I had that ice cream. I mean, that, that was a coincidence too. Yes. He, he, for, he forgot he had his emergency ice cream money stashed Whoa. in a special spot in his wallet. In his defense, you know how everybody has room in their stomach for ice cream no matter how full you are? Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Everybody has money in their wallet for ice cream. Like, All right. <laughs> this, is, this is the guy that we do. I can attest that that does not work. Hmm. The, the room in your stomach argument, sure. The, oh. So anyway, Jeff, if you could uh, get around to getting me your $80 uh, plus the interest per day until uh, till you actually get it to me, that would be great. Yeah, that's great. Show, show me in the constitutions where you have where you're, you charge interest. I've got a few guys that oh. stop by and, <laughs> and, and explain that to you. That's generally... Fellas. Some Italian oh, okay. fellas that'll come explain it to you. That's generally. I've got some Irish fellas that'll hold them off. Well, the way uh, the way you test masonry, a new brother especially, is you add. You know, they've been gone through everything about the destitute and reaching out and all that. So that's the way you that's the way you test them. You ask them for some money. If they won't give it to you, then they're not a true brother. Hmm. Right. Right. Maybe. And then next time you see them, you do it again and again. Yeah, isn't there something in the rules about uh, true and worthy or something along those lines? Or, you know, you have to. So true and worthy to you is somebody who will give you money, Tony. That's all right. I I, I got that noted. No, 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 that's a. 
just just because they're a brother doesn't mean you have to give them money. You don't have to loan them money. You don't have to do anything for them. If somebody just wants to buy ice cream, you don't have to give them money. Uh, Orsville, now might be a good time to remind you about the uh, Master's Discretionary Aid Fund. Hmm. Uh, that you can withdraw some of the money that you gave to Tony back from. Uh, I'll have to make uh, sure Tony donates liberally to that. Well, no, no. This is in the Lodge bylaws, uh, written way back in like the 70s, that the master has an allowance that he's allowed to spend on brothers that need it during the year. Uh, it's a whopping $25 per annum. So... The, the, the bylaws, by the way, which not only do I not have a copy of, I have never even seen. I was handed oh, wow. a supposed copy um, <laughs> that, that night that I was supposed to have them, and I opened it up, and it was just blank pages in a binder. <laughs> oh, that ain't right. Yeah, hmm. so that way we can write them as we go. That's, uh, that's how we roll. <laughs> that's awesome. Tony, you're muted. Again. Yes, you're muted. I'm reading your lips right yep. now. Please, there you go. <laughs> hey, I have I didn't touch anything. It's just it's doing it on its own. That actually might be a good question. How many lodges set of their bylaws and actually truly give a set of their bylaws to the master when he's initiated? Our lodge will usually give it to a past master. We won't let the sitting master have the bylaws because we don't want him using them against us and all the past. And all the past masters can just sit around and say that's not in the bylaws, or this you can make up whatever you want, and the master doesn't know any better until he's a past master. Tony, you're does, giving does, away the secrets of the chair on the opening. I'm, I'm okay with that. Just don't lie to me during installation and say that's what that is. Well, he wasn't lying to you; <laughs> he was lying to everyone else. Like it's very obvious that you're going to figure out there's no bylaws. It's we don't want everyone else to know that. Mm. How many years were you here, Harlan, before you actually seen a copy of the bylaws? Well, maybe we should just uh, like cut that old I was here down. for quite a while. I found them by accident. There was like a whole box of <laughs> Xerox yeah. copied, typewritten, like turning yellow from being 30 years old paper shoved in the secretary's board. desk. I think a lot of lodges probably don't. They, they probably got their bylaws memorized, but I wonder how many actually have a copy that they give every year to do. We've got a copy at my home lodge. Um, you do? Yeah, because we've had to pull it out a few times during various conversations that have come up. Uh, we've got a copy of the constitutions that we've had to pull out. I have copies of each as well. Uh, of course, because the constitution's nice and easy. I've got it on my phone, actually, in case I ever get into a conversation where I've got to go. Oh, no, it's, it's right here. See? <laughs> Yeah, Nick's looking yours... up. Nick's looking up to see if he actually if he has a blank binder or if there's actually bylaws in there. <laughs> this is the digest of the Masonic Law of Florida. You are required to have one of these. Oh well, that's your that's your state uh, constitution. <laughs> I also you have one. your individual lodges bylaws. Oh yeah, I have one of those too. <clears throat> hmm. And then they gave me one on etiquette. They gave me one on. Something else, something else. It's like this whole thing. Like you're, it's like your first day of school, like in the movies, and the teacher like gives you all these books and be like, study them. So here in the after lodge jurisdiction, we have the uh, the actual 
uh, constitutional book here. Uh, it is quite large, as you can see. And this is what we go off of. Do you see what he did there, Nick? He had to show you that his book was bigger than your book. Yes, you know that's exactly <laughs> what I was doing. Whatever. No, it says... Oh, it says uh, off. It's actually my, uh, my constitutional law book that I couldn't sell because there's a new edition every year, so I just kept it. It weighs like 20-something pounds. <laughs> right. I tell everybody it's a uh, it's a Masonic thing. Don't worry about it when they ask. So, uh, Lewis says, past masters who died before I was born, leaving money to the lodge. We've invested it wisely and are spending the interest the way you would have. Nice. Oh. Hmm. We oh he said we voted to spend four figures on relief last night. Nice. Four figures on relief. Now, is that counting the uh, the the Pence figures as well, or is that just the what? Because we spend four figures Sets. every lodge meeting, if you count Pence as well. So that's like Pence one dot three five two dollar thirty five and two you're, Pence. You're, wait, you're, wait. Oh, God. Yeah, I got it, Harlan. Yeah, thanks. Of course, Let me the. Federal government guy would get a money joke. I have no idea. Wow. Those, those so, digits are important. Yeah, we used to have denominations smaller than a penny back before the currency inflated to the point where a penny was all that mattered. Pennies useless. So you could have like you could have a few pence, which was fractions of a penny. I forget what fraction of a penny, but you're yeah, getting me ready for my microeconomics exam, and it's like uh, yes. We're talking really micro, um, you know, like rounding up the fractions of a penny in office space. Exactly. Fun fact, I've never seen that movie. What? You've never seen office space? No, it just looks stupid. Like, I've heard it quoted so many times. Like, I feel like I've seen the movie mentally. I'm doing a, uh, an annual sales meeting, and, and a third of the <clears throat> things that I'm doing with it are, are clips from that movie. So. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you have to get off this podcast and go watch the movie. Yeah, everybody says that. Right now. I just watched... My fiance made me watch uh, The Breakfast Club. I can't understand how that's a classic. Um, you know, I've often wondered the same thing, but... Uh, I don't know. It just is. That's one of those movies that's um, indicative of like the era. That that was a thing in the eighties. It's it, it's a very eighties movie. Yeah. Apparently. I I don't know that I would call it a classic, but it it, it was then. She was like staring at me, watching it, like yeah, and then like she would wait for like the somewhat funny parts and be like, "Are you gonna laugh?" And I'd be like, oh, is that, a <laughs> "That was." Can I go home now? Was, yeah. was that the funny part? Okay. <laughs> I'd like to point out that, that Brother Nick is being chastised on IRC as well. Um, yep. Yep. If you weren't... Actually, you're not opt in the channel, so you might get the boot. <laughs> get I'll off never come back. Office I'll speak. never come back. Hey, you know, I got kicked off once. It didn't come back for like six months. Did you really? Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. 
Well, I got kicked. I forget who kicked me out or why, but then my uh, my desktop died, and I just got busy, and I didn't feel like installing IRC, even though it takes like five minutes. Nice. So it went on for months, and people were calling me out on the on the AfterLodge subreddit because I would put the the IRC channel in the links, and then I'd be like, "Nobody's seen you in months." So I made a comment, like as a joke, that if you guys would unban me, I'd come back. And then there were a whole bunch of guys messaging me like. Who banned you? You're not banned. Come back. And then I felt bad. So, yeah. Harlan was missed. Well, I felt bad because it was it was like an offhand joke. I knew I wasn't banned. I wasn't like actually hurt. But then people thought I was, and they cared, and I got a little teary eyed. And then, Damn so then I've been back. Yeah. Nice. Hmm. All so, right. So, how's that website coming? Uh. Well, I have to get the fair site together first, and that—that's uh. See, see, Nick, that's that's really what it is. It's always something. It's always well, you know, that's what happened. Is we started the fairs, and that's when our website started falling apart because I was spending more time trying to make the fair stuff work. Because every time Tony would get a harebrained idea, it'd be another like twenty hours of development time. The fair? What do you mean a fair? <laughs> like the, the festivals that our lodge uh, does to. It sounds like you guys do a lot of events. There's a lodge near me. I guarantee you there's not another lodge on the planet that does more events than them. Do they have a chili cook-off? Yes. Oh, that's this weekend. And your brother's already bailed on us. Well, he bailed because last year you guys cheated, and then he got all upset. That's okay, fun. I, I've got to ask this because I just happened to get uh, to the um, the old podcast episode uh, back in uh, somewhere in the fifties where it was post chili cook off and everybody's talking about cheating. So does does Harlan accuse people of cheating every year? Yes. No. Every year he doesn't win. So yes. So that's the gimmick of the chili cook off okay. is that there's no rules. So a lot of people come to the cook off just to see what kind of shenanigans we're gonna get into trying to cheat again. And uh, uh, my brother, who you know now, um, Brother yep. Squared, he's like a big rule stickler and like a rule follower, and he, he's just that kind of guy. So he showed up and he tried to bring order and rules to the chili cook-off, and it did not go well for him at all. So he took like all of the, all of the chilies <laughs> back to the, the kitchen area and closed the door, because you know it's that two-part door. So he closed the bottom part and wouldn't let anybody back there. And he numbered the cups so that only he knew whose chili was in what number. So, of course, we have a back door to that kitchen. Yeah. And so Tony took his key out and went around back and then, like, bear crawled from that door. Yeah. And you've been back in the kitchen. You know there's it's like an open space. Oh, yeah. There's nothing for him to hide behind. So he was just on the floor. And, like, Brother Square is just standing there and completely doesn't notice tony as big as he is like crawling on the floor and then he he pokes up to grab the number off of his chili and then crawls backwards back out the door brother square didn't have a clue it was a ninja, got really mad ninja crawl ninja crawl it was the funniest thing nice it's it's that um, kind of stuff the neighbors come well, by and they get a kick out of it if you had been if you had been there for our last masonic meeting we had a um, we had a uh, after lodge social club annual meeting. Yep. 
And and uh, Brother Squared and Silent Bob argued for 45 minutes. God. Tell them about that, Harlan. Oh, my God. Well, neither one of them could let the other one have the last word. So they, they keep, like, chiming up and then. It was yeah. over how we were going to count how many uh, raffle tickets we sold on this thing we're raffling away and how we were going to verify that we had the same amount of money to the same amount of tickets. And yeah. that went on for, like, 30 to 45 minutes. That was, was a, a conversation. Time. I was planning two meetings ago. Oh, go ahead. I yeah. I think I think they had that conversation two meetings ago where they were trying to if it's, oh. if it's the raffle I'm thinking of. Yeah. All the money because all the money well, was accounted for. We had was, to, somebody had tickets that he couldn't count for or something. Well. Yep. They they, they just exactly. kept our. This is like when we're when we're voting on our federally mandated annual meeting and the and for officers and all that stuff. And 45 minutes of the 10 minutes of the meeting, we actually worked on stuff. And about two hours of the meeting, we actually talked about other stuff. So. Oh, yeah. It was a good time. And um, I had plans on like trying to slip out that night. I was going to go have a drink and eat some awful breakfast food at like Denny's or IHOP or something. Nice. And then I didn't, we, we didn't leave till well into the AM. And so I didn't get to do that. Well, I thought I realized y'all were there that late. I would have swung by after I got into town. Man, we're always there that late. Not always. Many times it's just been me and you hanging out past about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. When, when Harlan says we, it's, it's the royal we. Hey, sometimes. If like, like if uh, Tony's not there, it's, it's usually just him that late. Yeah, sometimes that's I just stay after lodge to get uh, some of my office work uh, done because then I don't have to do it at home. Mm. Um, hey, I have a Masonic question. Let's say a brother has a need. Okay, he he mm. he, uh, he he needs some help in, in a certain area, and he lets a couple. But but a lot of Masons they're too proud to come right out and ask for help, right? But the other brothers know that this brother has a need, and so he makes makes a casual comment or two to come out and ask for help. Or should the brothers that hear about this need through casual means decide to get together and go help that brother? If it's, it, you guys should have a committee on at your lodge that handles exactly this, so it doesn't have to be made public. No, we we well, do. Not, right, at my mother lodge. I know we do. Well, not so much. We have, we have a fund that we collect just for that purpose. That well, way, they don't have to ask in public or an open lodge. Well, not so much financial needs, but just I don't know. Let's say that a brother has a tree; his neighbor's tree falls over, all the way over, and it falls into his yard. And let's say that that one brother is a, a little bit older. They usually call him old and make fun of how old he is. And then that older brother has to go cut the whole daggone tree down by himself on a Saturday, and none of the other brothers show up, even though the first brother told the is other he brother. He's so old, he's angry. He's probably a little angry because he's so old. Pretty religious guy. Did, uh, did this brother, by any chance, use that as an excuse to get out of something? You know what? That brother may have had to work so hard he was late coming to lodge, and, and then when he got to lodge, he couldn't move because he had climbed up and down said tree all day long. Okay. Cutting it down. Just I'm just trying to mm. further further define your example here. Yeah. Mm. So just, just a random example. 
Harlan, I where, where, all over where, my backyard and nobody came and helped me cut it down. I didn't ask anybody to come help me down, but telepathically, you guys should have known I needed help. Well, if you didn't ask, oh. I mean, he's got a good point. But, but brothers should have such a bond that I should just think it. This coming from the guy who will take $10 from a brother so he can buy the Grandmaster's pen wants that brother to psychically know that he ne should go help him cut down a tree. <laughs> That's funny. Bruce, Bruce, it's okay. We'll just call it even. <laughs> I was out of town. <laughs> oh, that's, my, that's my argument. I was out of town babysitting four boys under the age of six. So. Oh, wow. Actually, the point I'm getting at is insurance companies suck. If your neighbor's tree falls into your yard, then the neighbor's insurance doesn't have to pay anything. And your insurance has a deductible that's higher than what it would cost to get rid of the tree. Let's talk about insurance. Isn't uh, like any part of the tree that hangs over your fence like your tree? Isn't that yeah. how that works, yes. Harlan? Is that the case? Eh, it's not quite that kind <laughs> of drive, but yes, essentially. I hope so, because for years I went out there and cut down the limbs that were hanging over my garage from this tree. That may have weakened the tree somewhat. Mm. If anything, it should have made the tree fall the other way. I wish, but it didn't. It fell my way. So, but I know you guys would have been there if I'd really asked. asked if only it, you had had a young, able-bodied son in his twenties who was able of of undertaking yes. such a task. Yeah, why didn't you have children? Of those, Tony, or a son, or maybe, or maybe a son-in-law who is of like age and also able-bodied. No, nothing. See, what I, you have I to do is you have to get some millennials. I don't have them. Which pen is it? You can't show the pen. They're asking about the pens that you have to charge for. You can't show the pen. You can't show the pen because that gives away your location. Yeah. Everybody's not, the, not the ones that we have to charge for. Yeah, everyone that's watching the live stream knows, essentially. I, I can't imagine any of them don't. Okay. All right, I'm giving away a Masonic trucker hat to anybody that can guess what city and state I'm in today. <laughs> a, free a free Masonic hat, trucker hat that, that is signed by the After Lodge. <laughs> yes, that's signed by the After Lodge crew. Come on, Wait. that's an awesome idea, Harlan. No, it is. Hold, hold on, Tony, am I eligible to win this? No, no I mean, uh, would you want no, to? you're not eligible. Wait, did you wear the hat? Yeah, is it have you worn the hat? No, we, we like the 1950s These are all valid hats. questions. We've got these like really ugly, ugly, ugly trucker hats. The ones that it's like a blue bill with like a white front, and then the back half is like a blue mesh. You know, you know the style of trucker hat I'm talking yeah, about. It's like yeah. real big. Yeah. Nobody wears that. It doesn't look like a ball cap at all. It's it's like nice. like a trucker hat. It's a it's a sleep and somebody back in the seventies ordered a couple hundred of them and I think we sold like six. And they're in our gift cabinet that we sell stuff out of. And I can't get rid of them. Uh when I took over the cabinet years back, I tried to just throw a bunch of them away and keep like, you know, five. And then one of the old guys dug them out of the trash and put them back. Because of can't course. Pay. the lodge paid like a hundred dollars for this box of trucker hats. And we've been trying to get rid of them. We tried to give them away. 
and and it just have had no luck. So we still have hundreds, well, yeah, hundreds of them. Like a lot of lodges, will give you they give their lodge pins out the first time visitors. You just give out those hats the first time visitors. <laughs> we tried just like that. in the middle of the lodge, just like put it on their head, be like, "What?" <laughs> no, 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 no. We tried that last time. I had a visitor meet me west of the altar, and I tried to give him a hat. And do you know how embarrassing it is to be refused a gift from the master by a first time visitor? That's so great. No, so no, we Worshipful, can't, we, can't, we, we, we can never do it again. Worshipful, uh, I can't accept that. And he's like, no, no, I insist. He's like, no, no, you don't understand. Like, I can't accept that. <laughs> he's like, I insist. <laughs> That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. What so I, so I told him to be seated, and then in like, I, as he was walking back, I ran up and stuck it on his head anyway. Nice. <laughs> what, what if we called it a sling blade hat? Because it's like the hat that sling blade wore. Y'all so know who sling blade is, right? No, no idea. French fraud fighters. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lewis says that he wants the hat so he could get your DNA and clone you. <laughs> Why would you want to do that, though? I mean, no but offense. Was, but... but it was in the garbage. You may wind up with a rat. You may wind <laughs> up with, a, with anything. But we can't do a giveaway because Harlan still hasn't given away Chuck Dunning's book. Oh, oh yeah, he hasn't. How 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 are we supposed to give that away, Harlan? I wrote I, a reminder I, I, for myself to do that, and then I realized that it had been so long that I would be embarrassed to do it now because then everybody he, would know that I forgot. He was hoping you just forget about it. it up. Okay, sweet the pot. The check. Well, I think hat. no, no, no. Hold on. I think the plan was we were going to give that away on Facebook, and then we realized that that's probably not a good idea because our Facebook has been incredibly inactive as of late. Yeah, that, that oh, Facebook yeah, that page that hasn't been uh, uh, since Amy and, stopped updating it. Like yeah, nobody on this podcast ever Jason. managed that. That Jason's was always Jason's wife. wife. I like how Harlan's like, yeah, that's oh, well, that, the that, that explains yeah. that explains why it hasn't been updated since his last episode. Yep. Damn it, Nick! <laughs> I was trying to cover for him. You don't have to call it out. Oh, yeah. Damn, you know that's the funny. reason. We need we need an ass producer to manage our social media. Mm. I got enough stuff going on in my life. I yeah, can't. that's what I thought. <laughs> there, isn't there a senior ass producer? Isn't it their job? Marshall. Yeah, we uh, after he like got into a fist fight with somebody on Twitter, and I don't mean like a Donald <laughs> Trump like back and forth on Twitter. I mean he found the guy and punched him in the face. Love it. Uh, we took him off of social media duty. Bruce. Nice. Yes. Bruce. I do have a question. Oh, yeah, that, that's another Did, one that hasn't been updated in a very long time. Like um, same, same case. Two years. That was Amy too. Same scenario. Still have those hats with the fur flaps that come down and cover your ears, makes you look like you're on Fargo. Absolutely. Y'all still, y'all still wear those? I mean, oh, I don't. Awesome. But some, some of them do. Told that them. would be awesome. Jorge wears one. George. Yes. He he probably does. <laughs> oh, uh, Bruce, I wanted to put on record. Uh, did I or did I not in the pre-show last week express my concern about the secret Masonic thought police in certain jurisdictions? Very much. <laughs> okay. Are you talking about... I don't want to say the state because then I'll get in trouble. Yes. Mm-hmm. So last week's show, uh, part of the delay was we had to go back and censor out the jurisdiction in question. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I could. Logic redacted. Yeah, I could attest yeah, that was, to that. I could confirm. We don't I was, go around talking about our Grand Lodge on the show for much the same reason, but at least we don't have like a secret Masonic thought police force. And yeah. Oh, they well, were if, very, it, if it was, if it's a secret thought police force, then you wouldn't know that we have it. No, no. See, we are Freemasons. We are the worst people on earth about keeping <laughs> for keeping a secret. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm not saying it's true. I'm saying I heard it from somebody, and I'm not saying it's true because I don't know if it's true. But I'm just not. I'm saying it's not true. But somebody said that you could possibly get in trouble for cursing or just saying something that had nothing to do with masonry. Hmm. And now, but I'm not saying it's true because I don't know. I'm just saying what somebody else said. But I'm not talking about oh, any jurisdiction well in particular. Tried. You must have read that on the internet. Yeah. I got called out in front of my home lodge uh, because I put up a post that was not exactly appropriate uh, post-election. And um, I took it to the master. And uh, by that point, it was already down. Mentioned that, you know, because I also mentioned that I'm a Freemason on there. And my uh, profile picture has me standing in front of my lodge banner. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a combination of things. Don't have to worry about that. Florida, everybody loves Trump. Everybody yeah. loves Trump. There's like a Trump sticker, and then there's a square and compass yep. everywhere. Well, there's Trump <laughs> stickers with the square and compass on it. I wasn't even necessarily anti-Trump. Mine was anti the 2016 election period. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true story. Well, so you came to the right lodge. I share that sentiment. Um, I, I once did a podcast with a couple guys, uh, for about 35 weeks and our grand lodge found out about it and it wasn't pretty, uh, mm. the bruises have finally <clears throat> healed, but, uh, what happened to those guys? They, they went to the, the secret room at the grand lodge the bad um, place. for enhanced interviewing. Hmm. Yes. Hey, no, I still have a copy of those episodes if you want them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how much is too much? I mean, as far as being a Mason, what what can you know that you can get? Where do you know where the line is? Depends on who's Grandmaster on a given year. For those particular users that we're not naming, episodes 1 through 34. Those were, yeah. Those were a little risque. But uh, <laughs> but, not, but no. Speaking I mean, of which, is is uh, is Grand Sensor Bob? Does he still watch the live stream and everything, or have y'all finally been relieved of that stress? So, um, one of our our past Grand Purple People leaders watches from time to time. I think, but mm. eh. Grand Sensor Bob got a new computer because his old computer needed to be upgraded to Windows Ten, and so he took it into a certain big box store, and rather than Give him the upgrade to Windows 10. They sold him a new computer, <laughs> and he's <laughs> and he's and he's still trying to figure out how to reload all of his. And so he's yeah. he, he he is on the internet now, but I don't think he's got past Facebook loaded back up yet. Microsoft Edge is not considered on the internet. <laughs> okay, well that's where he, that's where he's at. Okay, Microsoft Edge. I'm still using Microsoft. Knows, 
and, and if anybody knows that's listening to Reddit right now, uh, if you know how to reset your password, <laughs> let me know how to do that. So, <laughs> so for those of you, you who have are, like five people offer that. The, offer what? I didn't see anything on there. Dumbfounded so, offered on it. He showed you how to do it. IRC is controlled for those that don't know through slash commands. So yep. you would do slash and then some command that doesn't get echoed to the chat room. It goes to the server to do certain things like change your password to identify yourself, change your nickname, so on. Uh, so Tony was doing a account confirmation with the random password that got generated and he forgot the slash and just sent it to the entire channel. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a good time. Fortunately, it was the randomly generated password and not your actual password, because I feel like you're one of those people that uses the same password for everything. Yeah, that wasn't his real password. I was really impressed. I was like, damn, that's a good password. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, this is probably fake. Never mind. Where did y'all even see any of that stuff at? Yeah, it, literally I'd, in the IRC. Yeah. Literally right there. But when I get out of the IRC and come back into the IRC, it doesn't have like the history. It like starts me all yeah. over again, so I lose everything. Yes. That's how it works. It's not like uh, Slack. Well, see, I, that's I, why most I, people never leave it, Tony. Well, see, well, I had to leave it because it kept changing my past, my, my username to SnooNet058 or something. And so I got back out. I got back in under the Angry Chaplain uh, login. And then it says you have 38 seconds left yes. or whatever. So I'm random. I'm typing in all these passwords that I've ever used in my life. No, you. you and then it kicked me out that. again. You, you put a because you've password protected your nickname so nobody else can use it, and so right. it doesn't know that you're you. In fact, you've broadcast your password to the entire channel, so now none of us know that you're you. And so anybody in the channel who's claiming to be the angry chaplain is going to be suspect. Like, how do we know this is actually Tony? I mean, honestly, right. there's a greater chance that they're not. True. But Tony, I just Yeah. <laughs> yeah, listen to that. Um Ooh, so David Riley just posted a new article that he wrote. Yes. Yes, he did. Masculinity and something or another. I read it earlier. Masculinity. I read it on Reddit. Um it ends with and so I think that Freemasonry in that it seeks to affirm and express the inherent worth of every individual is fundamentally a feminist organization. You ain't saying that in a f lodge. <laughs> Feminism. Uh, that out in the final cut. Hey, I don't, I don't know if you guys heard. Oh, wait. What out oh, in the final cut? I don't even have a timestamp on this. I, I hate you all so much. Uh... <laughs> Here, it's going to be when I go like this. So look, you just have to look for that when you're yeah. streaming through the video. I don't, I don't know if you know, but it, it, I don't actually go through the entire show again when I'm putting it up. So Sounds like you need a senior assistant producer. Yeah, it sounds like I just need a producer. <laughs> Sorry, worshipful. <laughs> mm. oh. so, no, you're, you're not wrong. Uh, what, oh, I was I was gonna uh, I was going somewhere and then I lost it with all of that. Oh, um, can't be using words like feminism because uh, if you haven't heard, I have been reminded many times in the past week that women's rights are about to be set back by about four hundred years. So 
there would be no feminism. There would be no women voting or women drivers or women competition at work or hold on property. It sounds pretty good to me. (laughs) These are the same people. Now I'm all for, if you want to protest, go ahead and protest. But if you keep in your protest, if you talk about how amazing Hillary Clinton is, but she's the only <laughs> woman in the country that did not protest that day. Really got to think about them things. Yeah. I just find it amusing whenever I hear that. Cause then I ask somebody, so how is it like four years from now? What, what rights are you not going to have? Nobody has an answer. Yeah. Like, are you again, I totally believe in equal everything and equality and stuff like that. Totally believe in it. Well, the other thing is, how are you ever going to deprive women of rights in the United States? They are the majority of the voting populace now. Like 54% last I checked, I think it might be more than that, of registered voters are women. So how does that happen? I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's so much to the point, like the, the Supreme Court, when they're reviewing a case about alleged discrimination against women, they, they set out at the beginning of every case that uh, women are not a protected class, they're a suspect class, because they are, in fact, the majority. So we're not going to look at this as closely as we would if it was against a racial minority or a religious minority or some such thing. Right. It's, hmm. yeah. Um, but I, I work at a place that is very full of um, said protesters, people walking around wearing safety pins on their shirt collar, and then I have trouble taking them seriously again. Because it's 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 okay to be disappointed with the outcome of the election. I mean, I am, but when you start doing stuff like that, it's just it's is Ross Perot still alive? Who? That's a good question. Yeah, I think so. Seriously, is is because you never hear anything out of him anymore? Who? Ross Perot. I haven't heard of yes. him dying, so I would assume so. Yeah, he's, Who's he's that? Like, he's like nearly 90 years old now, but he is still alive. He's the guy that erected the barriers against all third parties forevermore. He ran as a... Uh, By being successful. Or yeah, fairly he ran successful. on the Reform Party ticket against Bill Clinton in 1992, and he was immensely successful. He got admitted to the televised debates... Hmm. Which is why the television debate threshold is like so ridiculous now, and they play all those games to keep everyone out. Because nobody had heard of Perot so much, and then he got in the debates and just mopped the floor with Bush and Clinton. And uh, I mean, he was surging in popularity. And then one day, some thugs showed up at his daughter's wedding, and then shortly after that, he resigned and spent the rest of the season paying for commercials advocating Bill Clinton. Wow. Yeah. No, that did not happen. That happened. Not like that. That's not like basically that. Basically, how I went down. That, that's an alternative fact. That's basically how I went down. So, uh, Big Lee showed up and said, We're from the Clinton Foundation and wanted to talk to your daughter. And then, can, can we please not talk about politics? I'm so tired of all the politics. <laughs> oh, this isn't yeah, politics. This is nothing but politics on my this is, uh, this is a whole different branch of politics that I thoroughly enjoy. <laughs> conspiracy. I like a good conspiracy theory. Did y'all talk about who killed JFK? You did a Master Mason degree recently. That's like part of the raisin ceremony. Dude, that was <laughs> definitely London Johnson. Just saying. Wasn't it Ted Cruz's father? 
Look, Ted Cruz <laughs> is not a Mason. If he is a Mason, I'm not a Mason. Okay? We, no. No. Now, now who's getting political? Why are you being oh, – Ted Cruz? Hey, do you guys think uh, – you guys think that the our ambassador Ted to Cruz. China would be interested in uh, you know hanging out on a podcast one day? I think I can make it work. Dude, we need to try that. I thought about that last week, and and I can't see like if I called his his office or or his grand lodge and explained that we have a big audience of millennial masons, and you don't hear so much anymore about high level federal politicians and being active Freemasons. So. It would be kind of cool, like an inspirational thing, like you know his thoughts on Freemasonry in the modern era, what we have to contribute to political ideas. It could be yeah. fun. I mean, I could think I... he has to get like a lot of approval for that type stuff. Well, but not talking about any policy things, just just him talking about being a Mason and working for the federal government and like being a leader, you know, like. Non-partisan, non-political stuff. Just that general feel-good, like George Washington was a Mason kind of stuff. But do we really want to hear that George Washington was a Mason? Hey, again? that's what Masonic education means. Whenever somebody says Don't they're going to get me started, not get me started. That, that is that is what you get. Y'all know George Washington was a Mason. The, the dude was like a Mason like one time. Like leave it alone. Look, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, one time, I thought it was like a long time period. I, I don't know why people. I was hoping nobody like really heard that, and we can just oh, move on. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know that survey that I put out in the in I like blasted everywhere last week. Mm-hmm. No, no. What one? Okay. Well, I, I made like a I called it a millennial survey, and I was just was it was like, oh, okay. So one of the questions was, does your, does your lodge present education at every meeting? 54% of people said no. Mm. So we don't do it at every meeting. Uh, I, I was going to say, Nick, uh, you're looking for a res uh, response or a reaction, rather, like all of us go to the same lodge. Our lodge doesn't do it. So Why? Why not? Well, we, we try. Like, we do stuff. What's well, trying? You stand up and you're like, eh, never mind. Well, no, it's just our lodge stays so busy with with degree work and things that we're we're doing that there's just n usually not a lot of room in the agenda during the year. Mm. But when there is, I mean, we've had some really cool subjects brought in. Uh, we we had a guy come in from a different state, a uh, expert on hermeticism, and it's Ooh, ties or alleged ties to Freemasonry. Um. Huh. It was it was pretty thought provoking. We've had uh, we had a guy from the uh, Masonic Villages come in and and talk about uh, what he was trying to get guys to do was was leave part of their estate to the nursing home, but it was filled with a lot of really cool information about estate planning and like setting your affairs in order before before you die and why that's important. And oh, by the way, you should leave some money to us. But you know that's kind of the price of admission. Um, that was really popular among some of the older guys and the younger guys who had just had kids or whatever and hadn't really thought about that sort of stuff. Uh, we've done, uh, we've done your typical George Washington was a Mason. Uh, we have that guy that comes once a year and, and talks about that whole Cleopatra's needle in New York thing. Mm, that was cool. The first uh, time I saw a local lodge yeah. just local did lodge. that, uh, Tuesday. 
Yep. What is it was it? cool the second, third, and kind of the fourth time I saw it too, and then it got. I have. He not started seen doing it that. What is it? Well, he started doing it the year I was a Grand Lodge Oompa Loompa, and I was on the road going to Lodge several nights a week, and it seemed that we got on the same circuit for about three months. <laughs> so I saw that same presentation and that same video three to four nights a week for like three months. What is it? It's uh, Cleopatra's so it was, new. Yeah, it was an obelisk in Egypt that uh, in the 19th century, the some prominent Masons had moved to New York City and erected in Central Park. Um, and the Grand Lodge of New York has all these archives of some artifacts they found in the base of it. Uh, and some of them look a lot like symbols that we still use today. Huh. Um, and they're buried in like the base of the obelisk in Central Park. Uh, they were found underneath it when they were trying to move it. Uh, so there's like a square and uh, there's a rough and perfect ashlar, supposedly. Um, some other articles like that in there. That's cool. But then you also point out that... Uh, Symbols like the square and the level and the trowel and so on, those were being used in, in ancient Chinese philosophy thousands yeah. and thousands of years ago for right. the same purposes we use them for. So um, it's not a stretch to believe that the Egyptians might have been doing something similar and had nothing to do with Freemasonry. Mm -hmm. Except this is really cool because it's actual stonemasonry, like, right? It's an obelisk. So uh, it, it was... It's a really cool presentation, um, and, and for guys who've never seen it before, uh, Jeff, if you haven't, you really should. Just try only to see it like once or twice. <laughs> Have you all – I travel a lot. I mean, I drive up and down the, the highways and byways of the country all the time, and I have been noticing a huge amount – or not a huge, but a lot of miniature Mount Washington monuments or ob obelisk or whatever – Obelisk, obelisk. Uh, Washington on monuments. The, yeah, on the side. I was driving. I was driving south. Where was I at? Uh, uh, in Kentucky, and I was just driving down the road, and in like an empty horse field or whatever it was, I looked off to the left, and there was one by the expressway on, on the other side of, of the highway fence. But it was probably about ten foot tall, and then there's one down in Mississippi, and uh, that I passed. I just been. I guess I've seen about seven or eight of them. Have y'all? What's the significance of that? You sure you aren't in Georgia looking at the guidestones? Because that's pretty cool. Yeah. You got like a full, full on, like everything but the moat castle down there somewhere too, don't they? Uh, of what? Don't they have a castle? Who? Somewhere like it's Kentucky, like everything but the moat or something like that. Uh, I ain't seen it. I'm I'm not that familiar with Kentucky. I was just passing through one day, so I've seen pictures of it somewhere. I was like, uh, that it, it that made no sense. <laughs> Somebody on IRC asked if it was the Jefferson Davis monument. It could be. I, I mean, but there, seriously, there are these monuments that look like Jefferson Davis. I've I've seen about ten of them on the side of the people have built. I guess personally, I didn't know if there's like some underground semi-masonic group putting these things up or, or what the significance of them were yeah because that's what we were able to put together and get going all right so what else came of your uh your millennial survey nick uh let me see oh but to answer the last question i believe the obelisk symbols man's 
coming from dust and going ascending to the heavens. It's the phallus. It's a phallic symbol. Yeah. Yes. That's why the Obama monument is going to be erected and it's going to be twice as tall and made of onyx. That's terrible. It's not terrible. It's biology, man. You can't you can't fight how that works. Chaplin, are you in the bathroom again? No, I'm just I'm in a hotel room in somewhere in the country. I just noticed I'm next door to a Hooters. Okay. Why aren't you at Hooters? Why are you closing the blinds? Because <laughs> you can't you can barely see the Hooters sign. You can you can't there's no windows on this side of the they must have did that on purpose. <laughs> no, no windows on the hotel side. That's funny. The uh, hospital I was I used to work at was across the street from my Hooters, and every Tuesday night they'd have bike night. I loved I loved working the parking lot patrol on Tuesday nights. Nice. Hooters yeah. girls were always out there. Hang on. Where Where's he going? I had more questions. <laughs> what a jerk. Okay, we're just we'll just kill the dead air time. Bruce has the mail. Uh, Return to normal. It's actually uh, it's been a nice easy week. Yeah, okay, nobody cares. Nick's back. Hey, um, uh, okay. hey, never mind. <laughs> so I have over I got over two hundred responses. Um, wow. But yeah, that was pretty cool. Most of the people um, were between eighteen and forty four. Um, let me see. 15% of the people are not happy with their lodge. 25% of the people do not read minutes in their lodge. That's pretty cool. Hmm. Uh, it was actually pretty I'm surprised. Harlan's not like steam coming out of his ears or something. If I have Why? to put in the time to write the minutes, you can put in the time to listen to them. Hold on, hold on. Let me digress. Let me I'll tell you what to we the did. One that happened the first time. <laughs> right when I was there. Let me tell you what we did last time I went to lodge. Okay, we read five sets of minutes. Yeah, baby. Go on. Five. I'm excited now. Just, just know that before you move forward, Nick, you're you're turning Harlan on right now. Hey, the camera can't see below my chest. All right, keep going. <laughs> but it's still sticking up. Yeah. Both hands anyway. above the table, Harlan. No. No, Five sets of minutes. And then there were corrections. And then we had to, you know, raise your hand. If there were corrections to be made, it's good that you read them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thankful. Um, because you know why? Because we have, every time we need to second something, there's always one brother who has to rush. He flies into the air to second emotion. That's his goal in life. Yeah. It's, his name it's in a minute. The same guy every time, or you're just saying like every time. Every time, boom, flies. Anyway, then we had to ballot on two brothers, ballot on a reinstatement of a brother, discuss our budget oh, wow. at length, and then have an accountant argue with the brother, or argue with the treasurer doing the budget. Like, anyone really care? Just who knows? Now, on the, the the balloting on two brothers, are you allowed to do both ballots as one? Yeah. Or but it still takes... We, we could do it as one unless it's uh, unless there's a problem with it, then we have to break it apart. So thankfully, we're like, yeah, that's fine. And then... I don't know. It was such a long night. 
Then we voted the 15th. to bring Chuck Dunning down to do a talk on contemplative masonry. That is awesome. Which is awesome. Until we realize that... Show, I want to know uh, what, what kind of expense that involves because I was considering trying to do the same thing. Um, I think... I mean, that's pretty public, I think. He charges the same of basically what every other guy I tried to get down here is pay for their flight and hotel and let them sell some books. Okay. I mean, we could do that. We got a, uh, we got flight an hourly hotel. rate motel down the street from the lodge. Yeah. Well, <laughs> flight hotel food, right? He actually just went to South. He's coming to lodge. South. Well, he's standing more than a day there. Anyway, actually he just spoke at South Carolina or North Carolina. And he got that gig from somebody who listened to your show. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Now he owes us a favor. <laughs> and I think the very cool part is I think he sold something like 50 books. Yeah. We should have had a promo code, Bruce. We should have been getting a cut of that. Oh, who told you to make an affiliate link on Amazon? Uh, I believe that? that was some guy that interviewed for the ass producer position and then laid out a list of demands of things he won't do. That's not me. <laughs> I'm a joiner by trade. Uh, as you, no. Yeah, I'll do it. Um, so yeah, so then we had to vote on all that, and then by the end of everything, we were just so tired. Yeah. But then your social club had to have its annual shareholders meeting. That's what we did. What's a social club annual chair? What? Oh, so in our jurisdiction, we were per we were perfectly fine for years and years and years having just a little old guy be our bookkeeper, and the social club was fine. All degree, and next thing you know, we're now a federally registered uh, foundation group. Yeah. And we have to hold. We can't just say we held held a meeting. We actually have to hold a meeting and the gavel and. Uh, the chair recognizes the floor and all that kind of stuff. Although we don't really do that, but we try to follow that. So in our jurisdiction, well, in our lodge, there was never any money, so it didn't matter. But as soon as the lodge would get money, the treasurer would make his report that we had money, and then somebody would stand up and make a motion to spend the money, and then somebody, before he finished the motion, would be standing up to second it because he could get his name in the minutes. And then Exactly! I hate yeah. that guy. <laughs> So, uh, so I've never had money for that reason. So we came up with this idea that maybe the guys busting their tail to raise money should be the ones to have a say over how the money is spent. Uh, also, in our jurisdiction, the Grand Lodge has an untenable amount of control over your lodge and its assets. Oh, yeah. So what we a lot of lodges here do is they start a lodge social club, which is a separate organization. Uh, in many cases, if they have any assets of value like ours, they actually register a corporation with members and shareholders and directors and all of that that happens to meet in the lodge hall and maybe pay some rent to meet there. Really? But all of the fundraising activities are done through that corporation. So none of that money belongs to the lodge and ergo the Grand Lodge. Um, and they are kind of free to do what they want. It also allows us to skirt around the rules a little bit when it comes to alcohol. For instance, these big fairs and festivals that we do, we make all of our money, not all of our money, but a huge chunk of it on uh, 
alcohol and gambling, which the lodge couldn't do that. But right. the social club that just happens to be made up of the same members is not part of Freemasonry. It's not a Masonic organization. It's just a men's club. It can do whatever it wants. But here that wouldn't work because in Florida, even if they wanted to rent out the building, the people renting it out have to be approved by Grand Lodge, and they can't gamble or drink. Oh, wow. or anything. Yeah, so we don't do any of that uh, at the Lodge building. Oh, okay. Like, that's just where the corporation's headquarters office is because that's where we have all our meetings. But no, the, the festivals and fairs and stuff we do are at like city, the city grounds and the, the county park. And uh, we, we do all that stuff elsewhere. But the lodge itself where we live would have some issues if it was deriving money off of those activities. Oh, interesting. So in our case, the social club... Um, has control over the building and so it's the social club that pays to maintain the parking lot and replace mm. the roof and fix the electric issues and all of the really expensive things that come with running a lodge our social club just pays for interesting my lodge actually has two of those we've got one that's in control of the building and are the legal property holders of the building and then we've got the other that controls the fundraising side that's our social club oh it's really confusing because I've, I've I asked um, I asked a couple of brothers one time. Both of them have been around twenty some odd plus years, and neither one of them could really explain the difference between the two. So I've still been trying to figure some of that out. Yeah, we pro- still have guys who don't understand it in our own lodge, and we only have one. Uh, the The problem I I think the danger that you can get into though is when the social club actually becomes more powerful than the lodge that the social which club is something that, all the, a lot yeah. that's kind of happening at my home lodge when the lodge it's has getting... to turn to the social club to ask for money because their dues aren't high enough to pay their taxes or yep. their grand lodge dues and all that then the social club has to vote to give lodge money and so you're kind of, you know, whoever holds the purse strings has right. the power. <laughs> and the board of the social club is generally not the master and wardens and secretary and treasurer of the lodge. It's mm. a group of guys that are actually hauling tail to... Uh, One of the people on the board of my home lodge social club uh, is not even a member of the lodge. It's the wife of a member of the lodge. So. Yeah, ours is... Uh, Ours is, we only give memberships to members of the lodge, but uh, it's same concept. Uh, you don't have to be a member of our lodge. So um, we had, a, for a while, we had a couple of guys that were from a nearby lodge who were very active in our social club. My thought on it is if the lodge doesn't like it, maybe they can raise the dues and then not be dependent on the social club. That makes complete sense. But when you talk about raising dues at our lodge, people bring gas cans and torches and what? stuff. And people come that you've never seen before. Yes. yes. You've never right. seen them. Right. Our lodge dues are at about 33% of where they need to be just to break even on monthly expenses. Oh, wow. So really? how, low are your, how low are your dues? Like $80. $80. How much yeah. are the expenses? Well, you've got, I mean, well, Jeff, you've been to our building. It's, it's a rather large yeah. building. I think it's uh, yeah. maybe like 10,000 square feet. 
Um, probably more than that, come to think of it. Let's see, it's 50 by 100, which is, that's 50,000 square feet, isn't it? 5,000. Yeah, I don't think it's that big, though. Yeah. Wait. It doesn't seem like it I was. can't do math today. It's, it's a decent-sized building. It's, it it's big. And so you've got, we've got two HVAC systems that have to keep climate control going. We've got a power system that's, I'm pretty sure we're paying a lot of electricity bills just for power that's sparking out into the air in the attic, but that's a whole other thing. Actually, I sorry, I have to, before, I'm going to forget it. Yep. We changed our bulbs from regular to LED or whatever. Mm-hmm. And supposedly, our monthly bill, like the next month or the next month and a half, dropped like ninety dollars for electric. Yeah, we've uh, we've been working on that, but the LED bulbs, for as many as we have, are extremely expensive. Huh. Um, so then you've got that. We've also got the issue that uh, about we we have one hundred and twenty members. I think mm. fifteen of them don't even pay dues because they're fifty year members. Uh, we've got another six who are lifetime members on like a hardship thing, so they don't pay dues. Um, and then in on any given year, you've got about twenty guys who are a year behind on their dues. Um, and then you throw in the fact that we run the breakfast out of there and the water bills, and whenever we have to pay for maintenance or cleaning or whatever, the property taxes on our grounds, which are probably about four thousand dollars every year. And then the Grand Lodge assessments that take a big chunk. I mean, you're, it, it, it adds up pretty quick. And the last time I did the math, uh, dudes need to, to multiply to probably three times um, the way that we're currently at in order to, uh, to just pay the Lodge's expenses. And don't forget to in- include, Harlan, uh, our Lodge is one of the youngest lodges in the jurisdiction. A lot of these older lodges have uh, uh, a little chunk of interest coming in. Yeah. Uh, Our lodge was chartered in 1974, and it was built with stuff that was stolen from uh, a local factory for the most part. Uh, That's funny. Yeah. It was guys that worked at the factory, so in their mind, they were just using things. After Lodge Lodge is like the what second youngest lodge or no third youngest because they just it's, got the uh yeah it's pretty young i think there's a couple of lodges of research that are newer but they don't really count because they're not allowed to initiate candidates so yeah we have charter members that are still living yeah we got a lot of them yeah really like, there's like 14 mm-hmm. i think cool. charter members who mm-hmm. are still alive oh wow none uh, of them actually come to lodge now right <laughs> very few, <laughs> few of them do yeah um, well, the first master of our lodge was the first mayor of our city, so <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, he was both at the same time. It was. I did not realize after Lodgetown was that newly incorporated of a city. It is. Well, so the city's always been here, but it used to be a different city, um, and that oh, city okay. dissolved, and a new one rose up and absorbed a bunch of nearby land and was bigger and better. Um, so. One of the things that we've we've considered to try to alleviate some of the lodge's burden is actually uh, transferring the building to the social club or selling it to the social club and then using the proceeds to pay a lease 
um, so that then the lodge is not on the hook for utilities and some of those other items anymore either. Interesting. That's essentially what my my, my lodge does. They or my my home lodge. They the um, the uh, all association maintains the repairs of the building. The social club maintains all the bills, and I don't think the lodge even actually pays a lease. And if they do, it's it's so minimal that it's not even worth mentioning in the minutes. Yeah, but I I always wish that we could spend less time doing fundraising and more time talking about George Washington being a Mason. Doing those uh, so-called educational things Nick's talking about. We know he was a Mason. Whatever those are. Yeah, but did you know he was master of his lodge? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. We know this. You know how hey, I know hey, this? Guys, guys, did you know he was president? Everywhere. Yeah, he was he was uh, Mason while he was president. We got pictures everywhere of George Washington. Everywhere. Yeah. He was the like the largest picture Mason. in uh, in uh, my home lodge is a picture of George Washington. The second largest is a picture of George Washington. Thank you. You're like you know what we need? Another picture of George Washington. I one day I I hope one day in heaven I'll meet George Washington and he's like man. Why y'all keep taking pictures? Like, what? <laughs> I was at Lodge for like two years. He's like, get yeah. over it. Move on. Bruce is going to put up that poster of uh, George Washington Carver uh, next to our George <laughs> Washington portrait. Man. <laughs> The, the problem with that, uh, our, our George Washington portrait, is it's directly behind the flag. So every meeting, when we say the uh, the you know the, the Pledge of Allegiance, if the flag weren't there, the entire lodge would just be pledging to George Washington. Um, hey, hey, guys! I'm, you guys know this stuff. You're like Mason scholars. Um, like, was Benedict Arnold a Mason? Just curious. Or does anybody know? I have heard that. I've never actually independently verified it. It would make sense because they were such close friends and mm -hmm. all of Washington's close friends were Freemasons. Illuminati confirmed. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I have 64 minutes to complete a 90-minute exam for ben college. Arnold. You should probably go do that. So I got to go do that. Yeah, get on out of here, Nick. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, So great seeing you guys. Shout out to everyone in the IRC who is hanging out with us, making fun of us as we talk. Participated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night, guys. See you soon. See you, Nick. Good night. Thanks. Yeah, later. Wow. So it looks to me like Benedict Arnold was a Freemason. I, I mm -hmm. can't fully confirm this, but uh, maybe – Essentially, a member of Hiram Lodge Number One of New Haven, Connecticut. So, hmm. we have any listeners that are members of Hiram Lodge Number One of New Haven, Connecticut? Maybe you can confirm for us. Huh. Hmm. I had heard before that he was, but yeah, I'm not going to okay, believe it until I see his signature in the books. Well, I mean, I don't have any problem believing it. Like it. it... If Freemasonry back then was like it is now and drew all of these parallels about uh, being loyal to your country, etc., which I don't think that it did. But if it did, maybe Benedict Arnold was the more true Mason. Maybe he's, maybe he's the reason all of the, uh, 
being loyal to your country stuff is in American Freemasonry now. I think that has more to do with the the William Morgan stuff that came later. Oh, I'm sure. I was going to say because during the Revolutionary War, wouldn't being true to your country because they were at that time English citizens, weren't they not being true to their country because the United States wasn't a country yet? Yeah, I mean, you're being loyal to the crown. And right, it, so be, it would have been weird, like English Masons, and the master would never wear a hat because only the king wears a crown in England. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I learned that uh some point in the past few weeks. I was like, wait, really? I'm like, yeah, only the king hey, wears quick. a crown. Now that we're off the air. Uh, we're not off the air, buddy. We're not off the air. People can still hear you. Oh. I have to do a <laughs> special closing ceremony. Yeah, Nick well, just now, left. We 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 okay. didn't now that the now that the show doesn't start and end with Nick, Tony. Oh well, now, I was wondering. <laughs> that's what I was going to ask. Now that Nick is gone, is Nick a regular member of the After Lodge crew? I would say at this point he's he's if not he's close. Okay, didn't you introduce him as the assistant producer at one point? Yeah, well that was I, uh, that I was, tried to make him our uh, official IRC ambassador, but uh, apparently he did not. Well, the reason he, I'm he's not gonna he's not gonna be our our schmuck um and so we said fine you're not gonna be our producer and that was <laughs> okay. well because when we have a guest i usually try to be on best behavior and so i don't know whether nick is a guest or if he's a, a regular member of after lodge i can i don't have to treat him like a guest i don't have i can let my hair down so you're saying you're less likely to make fun of him if they're a guest if if he's okay, unless they're unless they're George, so well sure, or hey, or okay. yeah, Jorge. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ah, uh, Jorge. Yeah, I didn't uh, spend a lot of time in the Stonecutters group. Like I said, I was going to um, to determine if maybe there's some good good show fodder for us on there. I need to need to do that before next week. There's a lot on there. There yep. is. There is. It's not all the stuff I remember before I stop looking at it. They have definitely cleaned it up. All right, Harlan. We, I think it's about that time. Well, Harlan, um, Lewis Farizee, I think, won the hat. Okay. I'm not sure. He is going to PMU his uh, address. And you'll need to mail him a trucker hat, the Sonic trucker hat. And I told him that you would sign it. The hell I will. You can drive it to him. I don't know where he lives at. Okay. <laughs> you get his address. Gosh. You get his address. Who's Lewis Fairhay? I don't know. Okay. Fairhay. Fairzy. Louis? Louis. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce, you yeah. should... Uh... You should get on IRC sometime. Uh, Lewis just made a comment about uh, wearing pants. Just so you know, I'm not wearing pants. That that is a visual I did not need this evening. Uh, Business on top. I'm comfortable in the bottom. I'm in a hotel room. I'm so glad that my video feed has been frozen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm paranoid that he's stand up and show yeah, you plan on coming to lodge on a regular basis you'll have another opportunity for this i promise you oh you're gonna see him shortless shirtless more times than not that's he so everybody at the lodge he considers family so 
<laughs> and so you take off your pants, you take off your shirt, you put one hand down your underwear, and that's how we hold our social meetings. Yep. And, and like he he doesn't see that nobody else does that, but you know it's okay. <laughs> I, I do sometimes. When you get to a certain age, everybody just goes, "Oh heck, he just uh, you know, he's old, and he, he you just have to overlook him." So I, I, that's where I'm at now. So I have never seen a member of our lodge older than you take their shirt off. Oh. Hey, uh, y'all, we're out of uh, hemorrhoid wipes in the bathroom at the lodge, too. Huh. Just so you know. Not that I'm uh, I'm asking for someone else, but... Uh, Did we run out of dish towels again and Mike went and got them? <laughs> Brother Square. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, we got the big uh, chili cook-off this weekend. I got big plans. Do you? Yeah. I'm going to make a chili that's uh, maybe not white this year. Are you going to be able to beat the uh, Villages guys chili that was made of almost literally random things they found in the grocery store that everybody said was like the best chili they've ever had? Well, I think so because they don't, one of them lives too far away and the other one doesn't have enough family people he can drag over here. So, love white chili. You should make white chili. I make a white chili every year and then I get shot down. White break tradition. Just because people don't understand the concept of chili. Yeah. Are, are you seriously going to change your recipe, Harlan? I change the recipe every year. I've done a different chili every year. The chili you ever brought was the nacho cheese. That was awesome chili. Tony, Tony just forgets them because they are eclectic. Try something out of your wheelhouse one time, Tony. Mm. I know what. I, I, uh, you know what my secret weapon is? I'm going to the Mason Brother. The guy that does all of our workforce when we can't uh, different things that he steps in, and we made him an honorary member, and his family owns a grocery store. Mm-hmm. They make chili there, and it is awesome. So I'm actually going to go there and buy a couple gallons of chili from him, and that's what really? I'm. But, yeah, know. oh, it's awesome, and that and that's what I'm actually going to serve for my chili. You're not actually going to cook a chili, right? You're not actually going to compete your skills against the skills of your brethren. Exactly, and the way I'm going to win is I'm going to. Has he ever, Harlan? Does does no. he not always have a ruse of some kind? Yeah. Well, in my angle this year is the way I'm going to win is I'm going to guilt trip everybody into voting for my chili, so that because he comes and does so much stuff for us, it wouldn't be right for us not to vote for his chili, and then his store <laughs> can say he he has an award winning. And if we don't vote mm. for his chili, then he won't be able to do that. So y'all are a bunch of assholes if y'all don't vote for him. You, sir, is, are a son of a bitch. <laughs> Think about it. Who is, is responsible that, this year for the impartial, fair, and balanced voting to make sure there is no chicanery amongst chili voters? Well, Brother Squared the grocery is, store owner. is no longer Mike. He's that would be fantastic. Be there, so I would, I would trust him implicitly. Yeah, we don't want somebody we can trust that takes the fun out of it. <laughs> hey, let's put Bob in charge of it. Okay. <laughs> they won't awesome. ever know who won. Good with that. Okay. We'll anyway, so chili cookoff coming up this weekend. Yeah, uh, we need to make sure that we get the trophy since we do a live feed video now. We actually need to have somebody have the trophy on the show. So whoever wins is going to be on the show with the trophy, so people can see that we are not making up our ridiculous four foot golden bowl trophy. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't feel. That. I always wonder what that trophy was for. Yeah, that's the gold. That's the famous golden bow. Yep. 
it is it is highly coveted until about like August, <laughs> and then somebody just sits it over there at the lodge and it sits there and collects dust until the next year. At that point, it's so big, it's more trouble than it's worth. Yeah. The it's year I won it, you, the year I won it, you guys used it for an ashtray all year long, and that's because you kept <laughs> bringing it on the show. And uh, I kept trying to remind you guys, like three or four times, not bring it on the show, and you kept doing it. And then you came not- in and you sat it on your chair and lodge. <laughs> that's nothing true. more than a yeah. It's nothing more than a styrofoam bowl. So. Uh, it's it's the, plastic. You didn't need to say Let's that. Say, I think it's not styrofoam. It's styrofoam, it's but it uh, was it plastic? I was wondering how y'all painted styrofoam. It was one of those Chinese aren't, aren't those like containers. The same thing, just denser. Yeah. You know what we ought to do? You know those little containers you get for like ketchup and stuff like that at the stores, like restaurants? We should have a second place Golden Bowl trophy. <laughs> and they get one of those little, we, we make one of those up. A silver bowl? Yeah, the silver. Yeah, we make it a silver bowl. It'd be one of those little ketchup containers on top of a stick or something. I like it. Or a miniature trophy, something about the size of Bruce's uh, yeah. pancake flipper trophy, mm. which he could show us if you know he had a camera. One of the other nearby districts has a district-wide uh, chili cook-off. That the, the trophy for that's like maybe a foot and a half tall. Get something like that as your second place. Didn't we talk about that? But but then it's going to be too formal. If we get everybody involved, you're really going to have to have real rules and stuff. I don't mean yeah. I don't mean that uh, part. I just mean the trophy part. The area Oompa Loompa that preceded me had asked if we could use our lodge as like the district chili cook-off, and then that was kind of our conclusion. Was we don't want to do that because it will take away from the shenanigans, and that's why he's mad at you, and why he scheduled his meetings on the same day as our chili cook-off, and now we have to send representatives to his meeting at the same time we're doing the cook-off. I said preceded. Yeah. You know, well, there's, he's like the second guy after me. I've I've been out of that job for a while. Okay. Um. No, it's going to be a good time. We got uh, Saturday's going to be one of those days, um, one of those masonry days where it starts at like six in the morning and ends at, you know, 10 p.m. Yep. <sighs> if you're going to the past masters thing anyway, it will. Which, Bruce, I highly recommend you go to. Um, if not this one, the one in the fall. Yeah, I know. Ray's asking me about it. Yeah. It's at like 6.30 on Saturday, so after the chili cook-off. <laughs> Uh, I think it was like that when I was master too. When I went to it, we had had like stuff all day, and it was one of those days. I left the house at like nine in the morning, and I got home at like ten thirty in the evening. My wife was like, "What the hell?" So, all right, well, Bruce, I know you were trying to wrap us up like you know half an hour ago. So, wrap the gavel, man. You're the boss now. Uh, I have no gavel. I have no crown. Well, then you have no I show have ending. A terrible master. You, you've got a, you've got a phone. I'm sure you can find a gavel sound app. Yeah. I've got a Stanley brand hammer. Does that count? There you go. Uh, only if you slam it on like your kitchen table and put a hole in it. But <laughs> it's granite, man. Come on. All right. So 
Jeff, thanks for joining us again. Uh, we'll be seeing you, no I hope, problem. on Saturday. Bring your checkbook. Definitely. I will try. And, I'll try uh, to remember. Yeah. That is, uh, that's it for episode 156 of the After Lodge podcast. Brought to you from the comfortable... Uh, it's not that comfortable. We're all just home tonight. You can find the show notes for this or any previous episode at com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodge@gmail.com. Hang out with us on IRC where if you're there during the week, uh, you might catch the magical live stream link uh, to watch us live. And of course, the best place, as always, to find us is on the Freemasonry and After Lodge subreddits. So get on Reddit. Until next week, brothers, we'll see you on the other side. Have a good week.